We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. The young swings and that's a high fly ball. Billikens win! Billikens win! This is Sports Open Line. It's a grand slam! Touchdown! Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice. Yes! KMOX. A good Thursday evening to you and welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Have you for just one hour tonight as we uh, take you up until Thursday night football. So uh, that's going to get going right around 7 o'clock or so. We've got a lot to get to between now and then the Thursday night matchup. By the way, this evening, the Seahawks and the Niners set to match up against each other. As always, if you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. You can uh, also uh, tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. That's how you get in contact with us as uh, we continue to uh, go through this hour. So do you want to lead off with this, though? Uh, We've been uh, raising money all week long for Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital and Tree of Hope. And we've got something really cool that you can get uh, your hands on. You and 79 other people can get their hands on. Uh, Sugar Fire has a whole hog dinner that feeds 80 people, an 80-person whole hog dinner. Sugar Fire will deliver it to you, to your home, to your office, to your place of worship, wherever you might be. So if you're looking to feed a whole bunch of people, specifically like 80 people or so, we've got the opportunity for you to do so. It's $1,500. And when you do the math on this, that turns into a really solid deal as that comes down to less than 20 bucks per person for a uh, whole hog dinner from uh, Sugar Fire. So we we have one of these, all the money. So Sugar Fire has donated this, meaning all the money is going to go to Tree of Hope and uh, Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. We've been raising money all week long. If you, We got one of these. If you want to get your hands on it, Maybe you uh, are a leader in an office setting where you want to uh, provide a lunch or a dinner for uh, your entire team, for the entire company. If you're a smaller company with you know 80 people or so, uh, maybe you've got an event or a party coming up real soon and you're not real sure what you're going to do from a uh, food standpoint. The 80-person whole hog dinner delivered to you, uh, $1,500. If you want to uh, get it, we have one that we've got available right now, 314 314- Nine five five eleven twenty. That's three one four nine five five eleven twenty. That's the number that you can call in. First person to call in gets it. And uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a double win right here because you're getting amazing food for lots of people at a pretty solid price, and uh, you're also uh, more importantly helping us raise money for Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital and Tree of Hope. If you're not familiar with Tree of Hope, hopefully you've been listening all week long. There's been amazing stories here uh, on the KMOX uh, airwaves. Uh, Tree of Hope allows uh, for things to be paid for. 
uh, that generally insurance doesn't pay for. So it really helps children. It helps the families uh, of these children who are at uh, Cardinal Glennon. 314-955-1120. 314-955-1120. The whole hog dinner for 80 people from uh, Sugar Fire available to you for uh, $1,500. All right, here's what we've got uh, coming up uh, on the program tonight. We're going to talk a lot of St. Louis Blues hockey coming up in our next segment. We'll hear some of the pregame uh, conversation with uh, head coach Craig Berube as the Blues are opening up a long road trip tonight. It's going to be a five-game trip starting with three games uh, north of the border, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. They will then return to the United States to play games against Seattle and Vegas before eventually getting back home to St. Louis on Tuesday, December 27th. So we will be past Christmas by the time uh, they play their next home game. This is a long road trip, and they're going to look to uh, build upon their win against Nashville their last time out. That was on Monday night. They get a few days off, and now they open up this uh, road trip tonight. Jordan Bennington is expected to start in goal. He had that uh, shutout victory on Monday. He's been a little bit banged up, but he is expected to uh, start in goal tonight. Also, uh, maybe even more important, uh, Pavel Buchnevich, he is going to return to the lineup this evening. He has missed the last four games with a lower body injury. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be back in the lineup today. That obviously is a, a good thing for the team. We'll talk a lot of Blues hockey over the uh, next couple segments. Uh, the other things that we've been talking about during uh, our sportscast throughout the afternoon, some uh, coaching moves in the world of college football uh, in the state of Missouri. Missouri quarterbacks coach uh, Bush Hamden, he is leaving the Tigers. He is going to take over as the offensive coordinator at uh, Boise State. Now, uh, he has called plays for Missouri over the last several games of the season. Um, Oh, we just got word. We just got word. The whole hog dinner, gone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Generally, I don't just stop in the middle of talking about what I'm talking about because, bluntly, it's bad radio, but this is more important. We uh, we got it sold. Thank you so much as we are continuing to uh, raise money for uh, Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. You know, $1,500 is a lot of money, and, and maybe you can't afford that, and that's totally understandable. If you do have a little bit of uh, disposable income, just a few bucks, and you just want to donate, you can do that. All you got to do is uh, head to uh, KMOX.com, and, uh, yeah, you can can find the link right there. We also have the uh, texting option for you, and we'll give you that uh, coming up uh, later on in the program. Just to finish my thought uh, from a moment ago, uh, Bush Hamden leaving. Uh, If Missouri is going to move forward with Eli Drinkwitz, not as the play caller next season, which seems – Somewhat likely, uh, he maybe would have been in the running for the. Oh, he would have been in the running for the job. No guarantee that he would have uh, for sure uh, gotten that job. But now he's going to go back to his alma mater. He's going to go to the blue turf of uh, of Boise, and he'll be the offensive coordinator there. I've never seen a football game in at Boise, but I've been there during the winter time during the off season, and I've just I've seen the blue turf. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know how weird it would be sitting in the stands watching a game. It's obviously a little bit odd watching on TV. You kind of got used to it, especially when Boise State was so good. It was like they were on every single Thursday night on ESPN there for a while. Uh, 
but it's just so weird. You drive by their stadium, you see the blue turf, and it's a, it's a really weird deal. The other college football news, uh, there's a bit of a, a Missouri reunion. When I say Missouri, it's a really state of Missouri reunion going on at UNLV. Uh, Barry Odom had previously been named the UNLV head coach, a former Missouri coach, and now his offensive coordinator is going to be at UNLV. Bobby Petrino. Petrino most recently has been the head coach in Springfield at Missouri State. He uh, led the Bears to FCS playoff appearances in two of his three seasons. Uh, they got knocked out each time early on in their uh, playoff run, but uh, Missouri State had not played and not had a playoff appearance since 1990 before Petrino showed up, so he turned around that program very very quickly and now Petrino gets his first assistant coaching job since uh, 2002 that's when he was the offensive coordinator at Auburn so yeah certainly uh, that's uh, something to uh, take note of and now Missouri State has a uh, coaching search that they've got to go through and figure out what they want to do I'm sure they want to uh, take some of the momentum that uh, they have with Petrino and uh, continue that moving forward so we'll see if anybody on his staff uh, ends up uh, with that position all right again a big thank you uh, to uh, the whole hog uh, winner is it a winner you're a whole hog winner yeah we'll call you a winner by the way uh if if you want to invite me to your whole hog dinner i i i'm just throwing that out there you certainly uh you certainly can uh can do that if you would uh if you would like 314-436-7900 that is the number to uh call us or to text us you can also tweet at us if you'd like at matt paulie on air m-a-t-t-p-a-u-l-e-y on air uh, when we come back, we'll hear some of the uh, pregame comments from Blues coach Craig Berube as the Blues are opening up a five-game road trip tonight. They are in Edmonton. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
Sports on the Line does continue here on KMOX. Again, if you would like to uh, donate uh, to Tree of Hope and uh, Cardinal Glennon, you can text HOPE to 20357. That's HOPE to 20357, our uh, Tree of Hope week. Uh, going to wrap up tomorrow. We're going to continue to have a, a number of things that you can get your hands on. And uh, thanks again. We had a lot of interest in that whole hog dinner, and uh, folks are ready for it. And uh, we're able to uh, get that thing out of here for $1,500 uh, very quickly. So that is awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you. St. Louis Blues Hockey, they are in action tonight. They are opening up a five-game road trip. Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, and Vegas. They're going to try to somewhat recreate uh, what they did at Edmonton all the way back on October 22nd. That was the third game of the year. That feels like a lifetime ago. Remember when they were 3-0? and They won their first three games of the year against Columbus, Seattle, and Edmonton. And you're watching those games, and like there's some red flags popping up on some things that are going on during the games, but they're winning, and it's really early on in the season. So if you were like me, you were like, well, you know what? They're finding ways to win. That's the most important thing, and they'll get this other stuff figured out. And then they went on that eight-game losing streak and then the seven-game winning streak. And then since then, uh, they have three victories over the course of their last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games. Uh, so, yeah, they're just trying to find some, uh, find some traction, find some consistency. And sometimes road trips helps you with that. Everybody kind of comes together. Sometimes road trips don't help you with that, and uh, they create – some level of adversity so we'll see what happens this is a tough road trip right in front uh, of the holidays you know this is the time where uh, you're going to be somewhat distracted by some things just the holiday period certainly brings distractions uh, maybe actually that's a good thing maybe not being at home and being on the road can can help with that I don't know like you can you can spin things either way like right now we can sit here and project what a what a five game road trip could do for this team once they get through the five games we can look back and we can try to figure out what led to a successful trip or maybe a not so successful trip craig baruby did uh, speak uh, to the media earlier today uh, let's go back first off to uh to monday because they picked up that one nothing win against the uh, nashville predators where jordan bennington was really able to uh put together a nice effort and then and not take anything away from Bennington I'm certainly not doing that but what really helped lead to that was what uh what his teammates did what his defense did in front of him I think it was 25 saves that night if I remember correctly which is a solid number of saves but he wasn't asked to stop 40 pucks he was asked to stop 25 uh there was good uh activity in front of the net it was just it was a pretty good defensive day for the Blues and uh, Craig Berube today did talk about some of the things that led to that win against the Predators it's a good game yeah I think we did a Good job of playing the game the right way, you know, uh, being on the right side of things. Puck play was really good, smart, smart plays. And we had our looks offensively. It was a low-scoring game. Um, but, uh, you know, when you're playing these guys, you know, you got to make sure you're on the right side of things. Are you seeing more consistent play like that, you know, over the last week or so? Yeah, we've been checking a lot better, and penalty kill's been a lot better. So uh, those are good signs going forward. And that's the important part. You got you got to do the good 
to you got to do the grungy things well, right? Like that's the that's the thing that you that you want to see. You got to be a good checking team. You got to be physical. You got to be tough. That's what they were against Nashville. It wasn't a great offensive night. They scored one goal and it took them to, to overtime to get that one goal, but they were able to pick up the win because of everything else that they were able to do. Jordan Bennington is going to be in goal tonight. Now he had the shutout victory, but he got a little bit banged up in that game earlier this week in practice. They even brought in an emergency goalie in practice just in case Bennington wasn't able to uh, make it all the way through uh, practice. Uh, He was able to uh, do so, and now he is expected to uh, start in goal once again tonight. You know, he's played well. I think uh, both games, Colorado and Nashville, he was solid in those games, and um, you know, we'll need him again tonight to be solid. One of the other things that uh, the team is uh, doing better at, and, and Baruby talked about that, talked about the team's uh, neutral zone play and how that has led to their overall play getting a little bit better. Well, I think we're a little bit tighter in the neutral zone like we are in zone and just killing more plays and being more aggressive in those areas, you know. I think it was just an area of focus that we worked on and practiced and talked about and we're doing a better job of it now. Or good skaters, huh? They seem to be really feed yeah. off one another. You know, for sure. They got the feet to do it, right? You know, and close on people. And um, our defense is doing a good job of closing too and killing plays inside the, we call it the secondary kill zone. And one other thing from uh, Barubi leading in this game, talking about uh, Noel Chari and just the things that he has been able to do for this team. When you look at maybe players and you compare the expectations of a player before the season got started and what they have been able to do and in many ways they've been able to contribute. You look at him and something Barubi talked about uh, today specifically was uh, his ability to go out and win faceoffs. Well, I think he's been solid all year, to be honest with you. I mean, he's one of the guys that we use in that role uh, for face-offs and, you know, amongst other things. But, uh, you know, for me, he's been a real good face-off guy all year. Well, yeah, he's your best on your team. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, Blues in action tonight as they are set to uh, match up against uh, Edmonton on the road. Again, a tough trip and uh, some late games, by the way. If you're uh, If you're somebody like me, so I... I'm torn. This is uh, this is me taking my personal life and throwing it into the scheduling of sports. When I am going to games, I like the games to be earlier. Uh, I uh, we need more six o'clock games in this world. That's what I would say. But in terms of watching games on TV, I like the later games because I'm the father of a three-year-old. So you're able to uh, you're able to get the kid down, and uh, she's in bed, and she's gone to sleep, and you can sit down and you can watch the game. So this trip is going to feature a lot of late starts. Uh, tonight's game is an eight o'clock game. Then uh, Friday they're going to a uh, matchup against Calgary tomorrow night. That's going to be an eight o'clock game. Uh, they'll get the weekend off Monday. They'll play in Vancouver. They will uh, have a nine thirty start there and then they'll come back to the United States a a 9 o'clock game against Seattle and a 9 o'clock game against Las Vegas so this is your opportunity to uh, enjoy some later games if uh, that is something that you uh, that you do enjoy that's not I would bet I, I, I think it's a safe bet that and this is nothing against Calgary I've not spent much time in Calgary in my life the extent of my time in Calgary was a layover at the Calgary airport when I was headed to Victoria, British Columbia, but just having, and Vancouver is very close to Victoria, having uh, spent a little bit of time 
looking outside of windows into Calgary and also being around the Vancouver area. I would guess they're going to spend these two days after a Friday's game, after tomorrow's game against Calgary. They're probably going to make their way to Vancouver as quick as they can and uh, have Saturday and Sunday uh, off in Vancouver before they uh, play coming up on uh, Monday night. But again, the Blues opening up this five-game trip. And I said this on uh, on Tuesday when we were talking about the Nashville game. Many times this year, they've they've had wins, they've had moments that you felt like, okay, this is going to be the thing that's going to get them going. You know, they had that seven-game win streak, right? And they were coming off the eight-game losing streak and saying that we said over and over and over and over on this program was you don't know how real the seven-game winning streak is, just how you don't know how real the eight-game losing streak was. We've watched the entire season play out. In many ways, that eight-game losing streak seems more real than the seven-game winning streak. When I say more real, I mean more representative of who they are as a team. But this team is better than the way they played during that losing period, and you feel like they can still find some consistency and go forward and still be a playoff team and still be certainly a tough out in the playoffs. And, you know, for, for a player, from the player standpoint, they know, every single guy in that room knows that if they don't get things going, they might lose a job. They might get moved away. Like there's, uh, At some point, Doug Armstrong is going to start making some moves and trying to improve this roster if, if they don't play better. So you're sitting there and you're just waiting for the, the switch to flip on. And we were talking about it after that win against the Islanders where they scored seven goals. Uh, we were talking about it, uh, that win against Florida where they got down big early and then they were able to fight all the way back and win. That kind of felt like maybe a turning point game and then they went on to lose four in a row after that. They lost two in a row after that Islanders game. So we were having the same conversation after the game against Nashville. Here's the one thing I would say, and I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not predicting that this is the thing that gets this team going because I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. When I don't know things, I'll tell you I don't know things. And I have no reason to predict anything when it comes to uh, what they're going to do coming off that win. But I do think some of the things we are hearing about the team are a little bit different. It's what we talked about earlier. Just the toughness, the ability uh, to, to check, check hard, have an impact, be physical, be t- to all those things. There's been more talk about that following the game against Nashville than it feels like at any other time this season. So if I want to be optimistic, and I do, if I want to be optimistic that the team is going to get going after that win against Nashville, that would be the reason why. We'll see what happens when we're talking uh, coming up uh, tomorrow on the program here on KMOX. Uh, up next, though, we'll continue to talk uh, Blues hockey. Andy Strickland is set to uh, join us. We'll get his thoughts on the team and whether or not that game against Nashville might be something that could propel this team forward. Andy Strickland joins us next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Sports 
Let's Open Line does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. We're about to go to the Quiver River guest line. Welcome Andy Strickland onto the program. Just another reminder, though, for you. Uh, you can continue to uh, donate to uh, Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital and Tree of Hope. You can go to KMOX.com slash Cardinal Glennon, and uh, that's one place uh, you can donate. You can also text HOPE to 20357. That's HOPE to 20357. Tree of Hope Week uh, wrapping up tomorrow, so hopefully uh, we can uh, raise as much money as uh, possible between now and the end of tomorrow. Right now, very happy, as mentioned, to go to the Quiver River guest line. We welcome in a guy who's part of the uh, broadcast team with Bally Sports uh, Midwest covering the Blues. He is Andy Strickland. Follow him on Twitter at Andy Strickland. Hey, Andy, how are you? I'm good, Matt. How about you? Uh, doing all right. Uh, Blues open up a long road trip. They're not going to play another home game until after Christmas. Let's go back a little bit. They get that one nothing win the other day against Nashville, and the narratives coming out since that game was how tough they were, their ability to check, the physicality, uh, getting in front of the net, being strong defensively. A lot of things that maybe had not described this team for a while. How promising is it that at least for one night uh, they were doing all of those things? Well, they were much better at it. Uh, the one thing you, you didn't mention just now is how incredible their goaltending was, and that's basically the name of the game in hockey. I mean, you get goaltending, especially that type of goaltending, you're going to have a chance to win. And, you know, that's what Bennington's done the last couple of games, you know, and for the most part he's done that throughout the year, even though his numbers wouldn't suggest that. Um, you know, I thought Nashville probably was the better team in the game. I mean, obviously the Blues won one nothing in overtime, so that tells you right there that it was pretty even. But you look at the stats overall, I think the Blues had more cycle chances, but that's basically it. I mean, uh, you look at scoring chances, you look at chances off the rush, you look at slot shots, all that type of stuff. Uh, then you look at after games, I mean, Nashville kind of held the advantage. Bennington was unbelievable. Now, what you're talking about, I mean, there's a lot of truth to it. The penalty kill was a big part of the victory. And when you can kill penalties um, – at the level that they had the last couple of games, again, you're going to put yourself in a good spot because the penalty kill has been horrendous up to this point in the season. I mean, like historically bad. You know, if the season were to end today, the Blues' PK percentage would be the lowest in the history of the game. I mean, that tells you how bad it's been. So all of a sudden when you're perfect on a couple of games in a row on the PK, that's going to help. And, you know, you saw some aggressive penalties, one taken by Pareko, another one taken by – Nico Mikola, especially if you're killing penalties at a high level, you'll take those. And it was good to see, you know, some of that aggressiveness from the Blues defense on the on the back end because they've been way too loose throughout the course of the season, and it's led to a lot of easy goals against and some frustration for their goaltender, Jordan Bennington. So now we'll see if they can do it against tonight against the high-powered Edmonton Oilers. What do they take away from the third game of the season, which feels like lifetimes ago when they uh, won that 2 nothing game uh, at Edmonton? Can they, can they take anything away from that contest and apply it to tonight? Yeah, well, first off, Edmonton, they've, they've been shut out twice this season, once against St. Louis. But, you know, they were pretty much able to, to you know, keep, you know, Connor McDavid at bay. I mean, obviously he didn't put up any points, so that's a big part of it. But, you know, he wasn't very dangerous in the game either. And the Blues' penalty kill was really strong against, you know, the best power play in the NHL. I mean, Edmonton, to no surprise, has the number one power play in the league. And they're incredible. Drysaddle leads the league in power play goals right now. And um, he's always a major, major threat on the power play. I mean, they're coming off of uh, a victory against Nashville where um, McDavid has four points. 
and Drysdale had five, and their power play was a big part of that part of that victory. So you go back to the third game of the season. I mean, the Blues obviously had some confidence that that was their best game of the year, really through the first 10, 11 games of the year. So, um, you know, and obviously Bennington playing strong and they were good defensively. And like I said, you know, they, they were you know able to only score one goal in that game. The other goal was an empty netter in that game, if I'm if memory serves me correctly. So um, there's some stuff you can take out of it. But again, Edmonton's a little bit of a different team. Um, you know, their goaltending has been up and down. Um, you know, they struggled a little bit. They have not been a great team this season. They haven't met expectations. You know, you look at how they score their goals. I think their top four goal scorers on the team make up for like 68% of the actual goals scored by Edmonton this year. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, they have no secondary scoring. They have no scoring depth whatsoever. And it, it's even more so hurt right now with the injury with uh, to Evander Kane. So, um you know, this is not well, – listen, Edmonton, they're top-heavy, but if you can get through those two guys and you can, you know, keep those two players at bay, then, you know, you obviously give yourself a big-time chance to win the hockey game. Earlier this week at practice, they brought in an emergency goalie just in case Bennington could not get through. He got a little bit banged up on Monday. He made it through practice, and, and the indication is we'll see him tonight. From a health standpoint, where is he at? Is everything fine? Oh, yeah, no, he's fine. And if you saw, he, he made a save late in the game where he was forced to turn his glove around, and the puck hit his wrist in the area that doesn't have a ton of uh, protection. Normally your hand, you know, is faced, or that part of your of your arm is faced towards your body, not it's being exposed in the in the situation that it was. So, um, But that hurts, and, and, and he was obviously in a lot of pain, but he was able to hang in there, finish the game. He said he was fine afterwards. And they brought the e-bug out for practice the other day, pretty much as a precaution in the event that Bennington wasn't able to go. But he made it through practice, so that's a real positive sign, and he's good to go tonight. Andy Strickland continuing to uh, join us talking all things Blues hockey. You've been around this game for a really, really long time. Just considering where this team is at right now, going on a five-game road trip, is it more likely that that's a positive thing as guys continue to come together, or is it more likely that it's a negative thing because it's a five-game road trip, and that's a very challenging thing to go through? Yeah, and all five teams they're facing are out of the Pacific Division, which is um, the division where the Blues have the best record this season. They've kind of feasted on the Pacific. I think they're 6-2 and two against the Pacific this season, and all five teams are ahead of them in the standings. Listen, the Blues are a pretty comfortable team um, on the road. I think they've shown that much of the season, too, and, and they're comfortable against the Pacific, like I said. I, I think it's a good thing. You know, to get away from home, you know, sometimes there can be some distraction, a lot of family around this time of year with the Christmas break and whatnot. So, um, you know, with the Blues starting at home following Christmas, I think a lot of the players' families will be coming to St. Louis to have Christmas here, especially with the Blues playing on the 23rd in Vegas. It's difficult to get home when you're all the way out in Vegas on the West Coast on the 23rd, that close to Christmas, and then you've got to get back here for a game on the 27th. So um, I, I think it's a real good thing. I would not be shocked if the Blues – find their game or at least head into the Christmas break feeling good about this particular road trip. I mean, they got a lot, a lot of, you know, uh, you know, steps to climb and they got a lot of room to, a lot of ways to go before they, you know, find themselves where they want to be in terms of playoff positioning and whatnot. But this is the huge step towards getting there. And, you know, with as bunched up as everybody is, I mean, you look at where the Blues are at right now from the point standpoint. You, know, I mean, you just win a couple of games in a row, you put yourself right back in the mix. So, and they've done that, getting three points over the course of the last two games. I mean, they're not that far out. But this is a huge road trip for a number of reasons. Obviously, it starts tonight. 
Um, but these are winnable games for the Blues, too. There's no question about that. And they get Pavel Buchnevich back. He had missed four games with a lower body injury. Obviously, when you go on a road trip like this, you want as many guys healthy as possible. And uh, getting him back obviously adds a, a dangerous player back into the lineup. I think he's the Blues' most um, best all-around player on the roster. I really do. Um, you know, he elevates the play of others around him. He's a point-per-game player. He can kill penalties at, the, at a high level. He's on your number one power play unit. Um, you know, he can be a matchup guy to go up against the other team's top players. Um, he can play physical. He holds other players accountable. He's super intelligent. He's a great playmaker. He's got great chemistry with his linemates. So, you know, what else is there to say about Pavel Buchnevich? You know, his injury was kind of crazy because he suffered a cut in his foot as a result from taking a, a puck to the foot. You know, normally you hear about, you know, a, a cracked bone in the foot or, or a broken ankle. I mean, this cut. His, his foot wide open. He had to get several stitches in the foot after blocking a shot. And, you know, obviously you get concerned about infection and some of that. And, and he was having trouble just getting his foot into the boot of his skate. Um, so it, it wasn't an easy injury, you know, for him to come back from. So you hope he's going to be okay. This guy is so important to the Blues. If you were to pick an all-star from the Blues roster right now, uh, it's safe to say he would probably be, be it. But I, I love watching him play. He's one of my favorite players in the league to watch. Did you ever think that uh, going into the season on December 15th, you'd be saying that, that uh, the guy who, if there was one single all-star from the team, it would be Buchnevich? Maybe. I mean, this guy had 30 goals last season. He was, a, he was more than a point-per-game player last year, too. So he, he certainly is. Listen, it's tough to make the all-star team nowadays because the way the format is and with every team – needing to have a player represented and the lack of, you know, roster players now and how they do it by division and all that, it becomes more and more difficult. I don't think he would complain, Matt, to be honest with you. If he wasn't named, you know, he'd probably take the break like a lot of these guys would. Um, although this year the All-Star game is in Florida, so maybe more players would be more apt to volunteer to go. But this guy's a hell of a player, man. I loved him when he was in New York. It's obviously proven to be a great trade. But, you know, I mean – you know, Kyrie, Robert Thomas, I mean, those are probably your two other options right now on the Blues. So, I mean, it's, uh, I think Bush man, he's been their most consistent player. If he can stay healthy and, and, and you know, stay around this point-per-game pace, um, it wouldn't shock me at all if he's the guy. He is Andy Strickland, ringside reporter for Bally Sports Midwest, covering the Blues. Andy, thanks as always for your time. We'll talk again real soon. Okay, anytime, guys. You have a great holiday, okay? Thanks a Same. lot. Yeah, same to you. Andy Strickland joining us here on Sports Open Line on KMOX. Appreciate him taking a few moments. Think about how hard a puck has to hit you in the foot to create a cut. I've always said that in sports, like, you, you think, like, I'm not talking about, like, boxing or MMA fighting or anything like that, but I've always said that just something that you attempt to do in sports, the most painful thing that you are going into is the blocking shots in hockey. You know, somebody might say getting hit by a pitch in baseball. Well, that's not you know, that's not technically something that you're really trying to do. Somebody else hits you with a pitch. In hockey, you are actively trying to block a shot. And I can't think of anything in sports that you're trying to do that is more painful than that. It's crazy. And then you hear that story that he takes a puck to the to the skate, to the foot, and it gets him so good that it ends up uh, creating a cut. And, and Andy's right. Generally in those situations, if it's that hard, you hear about uh, a, a broken bone. You don't hear about a cut. 
but such is life. So Pavel Buchnevich is back in the lineup coming up this evening. All right, one more break. We'll come back. We'll uh, get set for a Thursday night football. We've got it for you tonight. The Seahawks and the Niners, a 7-15 kick tonight. Our coverage is set to begin at 7 o'clock. So 12 minutes from now, we've got Thursday night football. A few more things that we want to get to uh, before we get out of here for the day. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. It's a grand slam. This is Sports Open Live on America's Sports Voice. Touchdown, Kansas City. KMOX. Just a few minutes left in the program. We are going to take you up until Thursday night football tonight. Want to get a couple baseball things in here before we do call today. The Cardinals announced earlier today, this is really, really cool, Cardinals announced uh, earlier today that uh, Wilson Contreras and Jordan Walker have each been added to the winter warm-up autograph lineup. I was just looking at the autograph lineup, and a lot of the uh, big-name players, uh, they are sold out. So uh, Contreras, let's get this uh, information for you. Uh, Wilson Contreras is going to sign from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on the Monday of winter warm-up. He is not yet sold out, so if you want to, uh, if you want to get uh, his autograph, you can uh, do this, that, and then uh, Jordan Walker. Uh, he is also going to uh, sign on Monday from uh, 10 a.m. to noon. His price, by the way, thirty bucks. Uh, just with the expectations for uh, who he's going to be for the Cardinals, maybe as soon as this year. $30 for him uh, seems like a steal. Wilson Contreras, $125. Of course, all the money going to a winter warm-up. When I talk about some of the big-name player, uh, the autograph tickets already being sold out, Nolan Arnato sold out. Brendan Donovan sold out. Tommy Edmond sold out. Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Nolan Gorman, uh, Lars Newtbar. Um, sold out. Adam Wainwright sold out. Mason Wynn is uh, sold out as well. So uh, if you're planning on being at winter warm-up and you want to get their autographs, uh, especially with Contreras and Walker just now being added to the schedule, I would go do that ASAP. Cardinals.com slash WWU is uh, how you do that. Uh, Yesterday, if you weren't tuned in yesterday, by the way, we'll just plug this real quick. We did our uh, weekly uh, countdown to opening day show, Mike Claiborne and myself had John Mosellock on the program yesterday. I thought he was really forthcoming on a few different things. So if you have not heard the conversation with John Mosellock from yesterday, would encourage you to go to the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. You can get that at KMOX.com. You can also get it on the Odyssey app, and uh, you can listen to the entire show from yesterday. And that does include uh, our two-segment conversation with uh, President of Baseball Operations, uh, John Mosellock. I thought it was... Uh, um, again, I'm, I'm the new guy, right? Like I've been here six months. I, I've been, you know, back covering, uh, back working in St. Louis and, and covering the Cardinals. Uh, so I have not been around Mosellock as much as most of the reporters here in St. Louis. I find him to be so candid and just kind of forthcoming and not talk in the baseball cliches that widely exist in the industry among baseball decision makers. I I see the criticism at times of him and the things he says on social media and I I just want to gr- like gr- grab these people and transport them to 
another city where they have to be fans of another baseball team that has another uh, baseball decision maker, whether they have a president of baseball operations title or a general manager title, and, and go listen to them talk and how little they talk and how little they're available. And the fact that, you know, Mo comes on our show yesterday and he's on with Tom almost every single Sunday morning with sports on a Sunday morning, that doesn't exist in other markets. And I don't know if people completely understand that and completely realize how different that is last thing to get to and i didn't know if i was going to mention this or not today because i don't like talking about other people's for lack of a better term downfalls uh but it it was announced today by valley sports midwest uh, along with the Cardinals and, and Dan McLaughlin himself was part of the statement uh, that he is not going to be returning as the Cardinals television uh, play-by-play guy uh, next season following his uh, third drunken driving arrest. And I'm and I'm not going to tell you I know Dan McLaughlin that well. Like We've had conversations since I've been back. He's been very nice to me. There was a day we were sitting in the Cardinal uh, studio at, at Bush Stadium for maybe 30, 40 minutes and just talking. And, uh, I, you know, I, you never hear people say a, a bad word about him. And I, I really enjoyed that conversation. Um, I'm just I'm sad. I'm just sad on his behalf. He had one of the greatest jobs in the world. It it doesn't get better than that. And there is there's there's responsibility that needs to be taken. There's ramifications for actions when you make mistakes. Uh, there are consequences to that. And he is dealing with that in a really big way right now. But this is not a time for anybody to take a victory lap. This is not time for uh, anybody to maybe even sit there and uh, be an apologist. Uh, you know, it's just... I think it is what it is, and it's a sad situation. And if nothing else, you just hope that it's not—it's something that will not control his life uh, moving forward. And whatever demons are there, whatever issues are there, that he's able to uh, work through those, and that his family becomes the most important thing in uh, in all of that. So, so I really wanted to say on that before we get out of here. Thursday night football—it is on the way next. Stick with us right here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.